Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Stephen McCoy, and you are listening to Sessions with Stephen. And today we have a very special guest, Grammy Award-winning trumpeter and composer, Navate Eilers. How are you? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? I am great. I'm so happy that you decided to come on to the show. Uh, you recently just released your debut album. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about it? Yes, uh, the album's called Eclectic Excur- Excursions, excuse me, and it's on, uh, it's available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, all other, uh, digital, uh, musical platforms. So everywhere. you can be able to order it. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So you can be able to order it and download it. Um, but the album was something that, um, it was a long time coming, uh, for making the album. Uh, I've been involved in the jazz world for over 20 years and played with a plethora of different people. Um, and I wanted to finally come out with an album with 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 material of my own, and I and and I was motivated to do that last year, and I planned for it, and I was able to uh, to be fortunate to to uh, to attach tremendous musicians that I've worked with uh, within those 20 years. Uh, so it's been. It's been a wonderful experience. Uh, it, it was a wonderful experience overall to to make music with them, and 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 they're like my family. So uh, yeah. we got together and recorded in late November, early December, and also did some recording in January. And then uh, the album came out on July 20th. And uh, eclectic excursions is something that I wanted to uh, have jazz and improvised music as the as the root and the branches come out with all other styles of music that have that has that has uh, evolved uh throughout the last 120 130 years um oh, and I wanted to be able to uh to showcase that and uh yeah so eclectic excursions I want to have the listeners go on a journey um with um many of the different grooves and many different timbres of the music I love that and it, it definitely is a musical journey when you when you listen to it but I you mentioned that over 20 years you had already been in the business and you always wanted to put out, or did you always want to put out um, a project on your I, own? Yes, I, I always did, but um, I, I I felt that the time wasn't right uh, throughout uh, in earlier years, uh, just the time wasn't right, but I've always, um, I've had concerts and, and performances with, uh, my own bands, uh, not as often, not as often. Uh, I felt as if the time was right when I wrote new material and everything like that, uh, to be able to, to, to be out there and showcase it. But it was time with all the material that I have. Um, to be able to to put together an album and and everything and and also too a lot of the material is new on the record but still I have like a few tunes that are older songs that I wrote so that I felt I can that imagine you probably have that so much you probably have so much a uh, huge catalog. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and 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 a lot of that music I don't I don't know if I'll ever be able to record, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh you have a single called Find Your Light which features Alita Moses. I love that song. It's, oh, thank you. It's beautiful. What inspired you to create that song? Oh yes. Um what inspired me uh for uh first was uh basically the first time that I, I had a, a song with 
lyrics that I actually recorded yes. or, you know, so I, I wrote the lyrics and the music. Um, but, but it really is inspirational because, um, a lot of people do not, are not doing what they love. They are not following their passion. They're just feeling content on what they do and they just, and they're not happy. And when you're not happy, that means you're not, uh, bringing out a glow, that light, that inspiration to others. And, and when you do what you love, you go the extra mile naturally. It's not forced. So, yes. um, I feel that, that people need to follow their passions no matter what it is. If, if it's financially not fulfilling at first, keyword is at first, you have to stick with it. The money will come. And uh, mm -hmm. I think that I think money and also status, like from the standpoint of status and also what people think of them as well, uh, is what drives people to do things that they don't want to do. Um, I've lived my life where I really personally, um, and and to, for lack of a better way to say it, I don't care what people think of me. You know, it's, it's yeah. all about me having my own personality and uh, my own uh, vision of what I want to do. And I've made decisions that, you know, that have mystified people, but it is what it is um, yeah. and everything. And, and that's what I feel like finding your light. I feel like I'm finding my light in being involved. And, of course, being involved in the music industry and being a performer and a composer, a trumpeter, but also, too, uh, being involved in sports media as well. That's another passion of mine um, and everything. So I'm blessed to do, to to do both. Yes. And, you know, being in the business for as long as you have, you pretty much are very seasoned. You got a chance to tour and, and perform so many places and get a chance to see how it works behind the scenes. So I assume that when putting out your project, a lot of things probably came natural for you. I mean, just with your experience, uh, was there any difficulty running into like any differences that you had to come across putting out your project oh yes uh, difficulty for sure and um because this is on my label you know nsi universal uh, and it's on my label so i'm putting it out on my own so i have to pretty much i have to finance everything um mm. so that that's very difficult, and then also you have to make sure your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted, and they're not really uh, <laughs> dotted across, you know, like everything isn't. So you have to really go every, comb everything with a fine, you have to comb, you know, everything, and, and, uh, and that's, that's, important but um but no i feel that with my experience that helped me be able to have things run smoothly the recording process um mm -hmm. the uh process of getting the artwork together the process of um of uh of talking with investors and investors that that was so generous and so gracious to uh to to give to the project which is absolutely wonderful um so yeah there was a lot a lot of that um, you know, a lot of that smoothness that went on. And also, like, what's so great, the great Frank Root, uh, Frank Lacey, who goes by Roots, Kumba Frank Lacey, one of the great uh, jazz yeah. musicians, living jazz musicians, uh, tremendous trombonist, and he celebrated a birthday yesterday, so happy birthday to Roots. Um, yeah, uh, August, August 9th was his birthday. So, but, but he, uh, he said something on the, on the mini documentary, which is on YouTube, the making of, of, uh, the album Eclectic Excursions. It was beautiful what he said. He said that, 
you know, that he's never been in a recording session where everything was organized, where the times were straight, um, the schedule ran smoothly. Um, and this is a man that's recorded with tons of musicians of all genres of music. So when he says right. that, that, that's one of the greatest compliments I ever received in my life. And I, and that, and that motivates me to continue, um, running this business. It's a business. When you think about it, it's not, mm-hmm. it's a music, it's the music business. The business is right. the last name. So, right. uh, it really made me think that when I do records in the future, when I do projects and concerts, I have to maintain that that organization and that clarity for for all of all that are involved. Um, is it more expensive recording a jazz album versus a, a standard pop album? Where though, because I saw the mini docu series that behind the scenes of your the making of your album and. You record your album with live instrumentation, um, and I've, I've found that to be pretty interesting, especially in in today's world and 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 recordings. Um, how, how what is the difference? Is it more expensive? Ooh, that's a great question. Depends on the project. Um, I know record labels they will spend more money on pop projects than jazz projects. So, yeah, that's definitely the case. They'll spend more money on pop projects, especially on producers. Producers, they'll get five figures. Sometimes the the super producers will get six figures, maybe even seven, you know. So so I think the most of the cost goes to the production, also sampling as well, you know, samples um, uh, and things like that, cover songs that are done, like maybe popular cover songs. Um, But... But there are part projects that are smaller budgets, you know, definitely for sure, that are not involved with major record labels. Um, You could be able to make an album, uh, you know, for for a good price. And and I think jazz, that's the thing with jazz, um, it can be the same. It can be, it depends on the label support, you know. Um, But but, uh, it was important for me to make sure that, that I uh, had my musicians be paid right, and 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 I did get love rates from a couple from a few of the uh, musicians because of of the our history, and I would do the same thing for them, you know. So yes. that's what it's all about, and and uh, just just being in that family atmosphere um, overall, that's really uh, really resonated. But that was, that's a good question. It just depends, but but mostly pop music, uh, yeah, have they have ridiculous budgets and and that's they hire music. Well, a lot of music. Excuse me, I dropped the phone. Sorry. And they hire a lot of musicians as well. So, um, yes, yeah, so I, I would say pop projects have more of a budget. Definitely more of an exposure. That's for sure. Especially with the marketing, the marketing and the publicity and things like that. So, and with you having and owning your own record label, are you seeking other talents that um, that are? Uh, jazz players and um, instrument instrument players and um I will when I get more <laughs> more more endowment yeah, uh, you know for sure absolutely right. I would love to do that down the road but um right now just focus on my projects and everything and yes. I would love to produce albums there's no question I mean yes. Quincy Jones is my ultimate idol and and I would love mm-hmm. to to be um you know follow his path 
and and that's what eclectic excursions is all about like um yeah. the, al- the album is all about like pretty much what his albums i mean the definition of eclectic you know is his albums like body heat the dude walking in space back on the block was one of the first albums that i gravitated to when i was 12 years old um and and that that really resonated with me so um i would love to do projects like that with different artists and 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 everything and support uh so that that's that's down the road down the road but i'm just trying to trying to build my voice uh first and be able Absolutely. to create a name for myself to be able to attract uh some pro uh, some um prodigy proteges Prodigies, yes, yes, excuse but... me. <laughs> prodigies, too. Prodigies, too. Prodigies, well. yes. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> how, how, how was it working with people like Kenny Lassimore, uh, Jill Scott, Fantasia? You worked with so many people. How was it working with, with them? Oh, it's great. They're so gracious. Like, like uh, most of the cats uh, are just so gracious and everything and um, just very, you know, they respect real musicianship. They respected the bands I was a part of with, you know, with them backing them up and everything. Um, and then, you know, they, they're just so accessible to talk to. Um, and, yeah. I, and I would talk to those artists about their albums because I'm a fan of all of them, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just, just wonder, wonderful people in general, and and uh, and and they their art, and you see their artistry. You see when you work with them the true professionalism, and that's why they have that longevity. So yeah. you you see why that's for sure. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's like it's it's well earned. That's for sure. Yeah. And deserved. And with you being someone who's been in the business, did you have any fear of just not knowing how your album would do, or did you have any of those worries at all? Um, No fear, actually. No fear. I I think, um, you know, like the great thing is that um, I think for me I want to start to build a catalog under my name. And that's the thing. And I think I'm so proud of this product where it's like I have something under my name where it's like I could be able to share it to anybody um, at any time. So that's the beauty of it. So there's no fear at all. Um, I want to sell records, of course. That's that's the prime goal. And I want to be able to to break even. (laughs) That's what I want to do for my investors, you know, and everything. And and for myself, too, I put money into it as well. Um, But definitely, it's it's something that um, I I don't fear. I just just want to have people hear it because I think it doesn't have to hit immediately. I think the music will speak for itself. That it will oh, sure. uh, be able to to grow gradually. I want a gradual growth, you know, with with this album, and and I'm proud of it. So um, the, I think the fear would have been if I w- if I didn't like how the album came out, and I know that I had to put it out anyway. <laughs> right, I, I right. think it, you know, but I'm really happy the standpoint of what the musicians the spirit and the creativity they brought to it and the love they brought to it you can hear it and that's what what i was like okay this is it you know and this is this is beyond what i imagined for sure yeah i always wonder with artists uh who play instruments um kind of like singers when they're singing on stage um they might forget their lyric. Do you ever forget to a, a, a note on the key or anything like that? <laughs> and how do you play that off if you do? 
Oh, all the time. I mean, it's all the time. Like with trumpet play, you go through a lot of different variables. You go through chop things. You go through, uh, you know, uh, from the standpoint of like something happens, we have a cut on your lip or something, or you know, you. But you, the show must go on. So I mean, with, right. with the experience I have, it's like I've learned a ways to be able to make adjustments. Uh, whenever right. things happen, because the trumpet is that type of instrument, so it's not like a yeah. piano where you can just play. On, and I'm not, and I'm not negating pianists or percussionists, not at all. You know, no, I'm just no. saying, like, you know, like I'm just saying, like, in certain things, like when you play a brass instrument, that happens at times. Mm-hmm. So you just have to make those adjustments. Um, but you know, if you forget something, be able to 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 adapt and and make something else happen from it. So that's that's important. That's key. Yes. Now, what can we expect from you moving forward? I mean, you have the album out. Will you be going on tour? Yes, yes. I'm, that's what I'm looking to do now. Like, uh, looking to 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 book um, some tours in the fall and winter, definitely. Um, and then do some festivals. I'm playing at the Jazz Standard on the 19th of August uh, with my band, and then also September 10th playing uh, Jazz Standard in New York City, um, and then in New York uh, at the Jazz Gallery for the Festival of New Trumpet Music, which was is uh, was created by Dave Douglas um, and and uh, late great Roy Campbell um, and I was part of the first performances for that festival back in 2002 and I've been involved in it off and on thank you um, off and on for the past 16 years and and I'll be uh, playing works from the album as well but yes tours uh, that information will definitely come up on social media my Instagram is nsi.universal my Twitter is n-a-b-a-t-e i-s-l-e-s-s-m is in more t uh, so Nabate Owls SMTA and then I also have my Facebook page which is Nabate Owls Trumpet and my website will be coming out uh, in the next two weeks or so definitely before the end of the month uh, where where I'll have everything all the information and CDs that can be for sale and things like that and I sell CDs at gigs as well at performances so um, so yeah I would say in the next two the next month or two you'll you'll see a bunch of performances come up as the album gets more um, uh, visibility, uh, more yeah. uh, airtime, and everything, and it's being played around the nation yeah. um, at different radio stations, and also Jazz FM in, in, in London and the UK has been so supportive of the record. Which yeah, is I got so. And I and I met, I read an amazing article on you and your album um, on the New York Times as well. Oh, thank and, you. Yes. Yeah, and I thought that was really, really great. And they had everything to deep on detail. So I mean, you're you're a lot of people are definitely uh, into your music, and I mean, you see the love on stage that you have for your music, and I think that's always refreshing. And as you said, a lot of artists, you know, some artists aren't really happy with the music sometimes that they have to put out, but this was on your own terms, and you found your life. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you so much. Yes, that that's great that you said that on my terms, absolutely, and yeah. and um, yeah, that's I wouldn't have it any other way, <laughs> any other way. In conclusion, uh, what can you say to those who who may have lost their life and and they had it years ago and they don't know where to go to find that light again? 
Mm, I would say, wow, I would say find a way to be able to slowly get to that light. You know, like you can't, you can't just jump right into it because, and also be patient. And that's, that's what I mean by going slowly back into it, showing that patience and then knowing that, hey, this is my light and going forward. So I would say little by little, really push yourself little by little to like go back to that light. No matter what your situation is, that's the key. You know, don't, um, you have, you have to have a plan too. That's important too, to have a plan. Um, and, and also you have to seek people. You gotta, you have to seek encouraging people. You have to seek people in your circle that will really encourage you, that will really inspire you, uh, to look up to. And that mentor could be 20 years younger than you. <laughs> you know, like that's the thing. A mentor doesn't have to be older than you. A mentor could be younger than you too because we all learn from each other. Um, so I would say just like to be able to get out of that rut, that situation, surround yourself with positive people, and then slowly be able to cultivate what you do and have that encouragement from those positive people. That's that's what's important. Mabate Iris, everybody. Shifted, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you so much, Stephen. Appreciate it. Hey, subscribe now.